TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Midweek Mainstay, uh, a.k.a. Head Trauma. Um, Mag's flying solo here. Um, Mr. Ray Cash has had some uh, personal issues come up and uh, for the foreseeable future he's, uh, he's not able to commit to podcasting uh, uh, as I've always stated to people real life comes first and um, I hope that, that Ray's issues are sorted as quickly uh, as they possibly can all my love to him uh, and his family at this time um, he may be popping in every now and again uh, but as of right now he can't commit to uh, a permanent schedule so um, all my love Ray um, hope everything uh, sorts itself out soon and uh, yeah, if you need anything just hit me up but uh, seeing as uh, we won't be getting the, the regular kind of uh, wrestling slash MMA slash laugh talk that we get on uh, on Midweek Wednesday slash Head Drama, I thought that I would do a kind of like a mini-series um, where I would essentially look back at the, the previous uh, UFC event and uh, give a little bit of a... A little bit of a breakdown of it uh, in terms of uh, the fighters and um, the finances. What it's a, a um, it's a show I'm calling five rounds fallout. As uh, as many of you listeners will know, I have a podcast with my son Carlos here available on on the the Chairshot Network uh, called Five Rounds, where we give our instant thoughts on, uh, the, the UFC pay-per-views of the weekend, uh, that drops every Tuesday here on, uh, Chairshot, uh, it's always a, always a fun time, and, uh, Carlos, uh, and his MMA background, uh, with him being, uh, the British Arco champion, and me with my, uh, many, many years of, of watching MMA, we, uh, we break down the shows and and what happened and and the results and and um, yeah. So what I thought I'd do is a little bit of an extension on that uh, to uh, go into who I would think that the 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 main players of of each card who they could potentially face next, and then uh, after the break um, we could then look then into some uh, some of the finances of the show. So. Uh, Let's get into that then. So this week's uh, event was UFC 263, a numbered pay-per-view, uh, and it had uh, essentially uh, a triple main event. So we started uh, in the welterweight division. We had um, Leon Edwards, perennial title contender almost, uh, been really kind of unlucky with uh, with the 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 COVID situation and and the way that the the uh, schedule has fallen that he hasn't had a title shot uh, before now uh, looks like he's probably not going to get the next title shot but this is uh, a little bit of fantasy booking almost if if it, if it was me and uh, what I would do uh, for for the fact so I'm going to go with uh, Leon and Nate uh, firstly we'll go with Nate because obviously he he lost the decision victory uh, but the thing with Nate Diaz is is he's a massive star no matter uh, what he does or where he goes. Um, so he's always going to be someone who uh, rankings don't really matter to him. He's, uh, he's 
going to be kind of like a just a, a big name fighter you put in a in a, a big name fight. Uh, and for me, I think um, everything points to Nate Diaz um, taking on essentially the winner of of uh, Conor McGregor uh, and uh, Dustin Poirier three. Uh, if Conor wins wins that fight, I would suggest we finish the trilogy of uh, Conor and Nate. Uh, it's, it's two of the biggest selling pay-per-views in uh, UFC history, uh, two of the biggest stars in in recent UFC history, and I think it makes all the sense in the world to to, to round off that trilogy before uh, both uh, Nate and Conor's careers wind down. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the matchup I would go with for Nate. Uh, I would give him the, the winner of uh, Dustin versus Conor McGregor 3. In terms of Leon Edwards, uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier that he's he's uh, been unfortunate with his positioning and with timing and with uh, uh, lockdown to have not had a title shot before now. Uh, and I, I know that uh, Dana has been quite adamant that uh, Colby Covington is, is next in line for Kamara Usman um, after that, uh, that uh, very late TKO finish uh, that uh, Kamaru had over him. Um, but for me, I think Leon Edwards has deserved the title match uh, with with the the wins that he's had on his record. Just the the guy's been absolutely dominant. Essentially, he's on a, a ten fight uh, no loss streak uh, since he, he. Ironically, his last fight that he lost was uh, against Kamara Usman uh, via via decision in uh, December twenty fifteen. But since then, he's. Uh, he won eight in a row. Uh, then he had the the recent no contest uh, with the the accidental pop against Bilal Mohammed, uh, and then obviously picking up the win against Nate Diaz. It, for me, it makes all the sense in the world for for um, Leon Edwards to be uh, the next contender against uh, Kamara. It'll be interesting to see where they have both improved over the six years since they they've last fought and. Uh, uh, I, I just don't agree that that uh, Colby Covington uh, goes straight back to being number one after uh, that win over a very lacklustre uh, Tyrone Woodley. Um, so then go, let's go into um, the, the co-main event. The flyweight champion Davidson uh, Figueredo uh, dropping his title after uh, he struggled with uh, with his weight uh, cutting uh, using pretty much using every second available to be able to get down to the weight looking uh, looking very ill um, and almost playing the bad guy in the uh, in the in the pre uh press conferences against uh, and he lost his title to Brandon Moreno who was uh he was one of the stars of the show uh the the whole mma world has has taken brandon moreno uh to their to their hearts the assassin baby um so many fans were cheering for him and it was almost um it was almost a given that he would become a massive face and 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 that davidson figueredo had to play the heel and i think that really affected figueredo alongside those uh those weight cutting issues to to throw him off his game uh, and he went into the fight and ended up uh losing um by uh, submission so for me davidson figueredo uh, after the wars that he's had um 
uh, as as champion uh, with the with the 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 draw against Brandon Moreno in December, which was one of the the uh, farts of the year for me, uh, and then this uh, very decisive loss and obviously issues with with uh, weight cutting. For me, I, I I feel that it may be time for him to move up weight. Uh, there's not a lot of fighters around that um, flyweight uh, top ten that he he hasn't already fought and he hasn't already beat. Um, so I think uh, a step up could be in order, and um, there's there's quite a few more options in uh, in the the bantamweight division for a guy like uh, Figueroa or someone who hits hard and has that that uh, cardio and that pace. Um, so I'm I'm looking maybe about the the middle of the the top ten. So perhaps uh, somebody like uh, Cody uh, Garbrandt, who's coming off the the loss to uh, Rob Font, or perhaps uh, if we want to step up a little bit more, um, Frankie Edgar, who's coming off the the loss to to Corey Sandhagen. Um, there could be two interesting uh, picks for him. Uh, if not, if you wanted to maybe push the boat out a little bit more, maybe uh, push Figueroa into those higher um, higher numbers. Maybe you could even go with Rob Font, uh, who's on a, a a huge win streak recently. We're picking up wins over Ricky Simone, Marlon Moraes, and Cody Garbrandt that I've just mentioned. Uh, putting Figueroa against him would be uh, would be a, a huge a huge uh, test of Figueroa in this uh, in this higher division, uh, and it could really kind of rubber stamp him as as maybe a contender in the bantamweight division. But in terms of where I would go with Brandon Moreno, uh, the obvious choice um, is another rematch. But do we really want to see uh, Figueiredo and Brandon Moreno go back to back to back three times in a row? Um, not really, and especially with how decisive the victory was, um, I think that uh, Brandon Moreno deserves to have uh, another challenge, maybe. Uh, and for me, there's only one one challenger who's, who's really stepping out and, and making moves, and it's Askar Askarov. The guy is still unbeaten in the UFC. Uh, he's fought uh, four fights, he's got three wins, a one no contest, and he, and he's knocking off um, big, big name fighters. Uh, he, he's win against Tim Elliott, uh, he's beat uh, Alexandra uh, Pantoja, and then in his last fight he beat uh, Joseph Benavides. So he's uh, one of those uh, Russians and, and Dagestanis that are really kind of a... Um, knocking on the door of these of these smaller weights, very much uh, in the style of of uh, Habib. Um, so I think he uh, certainly earned uh, his opportunity. Um, the the issue may be that he um, he gets a lot of of or recently he gets a lot of decisions. Uh, maybe that's a case of because he's fighting the best at the the divisions or. Or, or maybe it's because he's uh, getting into the, the kind of almost point-scoring style of fighting. Uh, ironically, his, his last uh, the last time he didn't win was a draw against Brandon Moreno, so there's still there's very much that history still there uh, in, in terms of him against Moreno. So I think uh, uh, Bullet Askarov is certainly uh, a fighter. I think he's knocking on the door of a title match, and uh, there's no... 
better time than than now perhaps to to have that match get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program so let's look at the the main event uh we had the the middleweight title on the line um israel adesanya the last style bender uh Coming back off his loss to uh, to Jan Blachowicz at, at uh, light heavyweight, his uh, champion versus champion match where he was arguably tested for the the first time in his uh, in his MMA career, uh, and um, he unfortunately he he did come up short and was able to use those lessons and and uh, come back down to middleweight and um, took on Marvin Vittori, someone who he. Uh, he didn't have a lot of respect for. Believe that um, Marvin Vittori has, has basically uh, shit housed his way into a title match by beating uh, fairly low ranked fighters. Uh, he was mentioning that he's he's beat Jack Hermanson, uh, who was uh, who was just outside the top ten at the time, and Kevin Holland, who was uh, around the fifteen uh, ranked. Uh, and he's just essentially been the right person at the at the right time to almost uh, be a title contender by default, uh, which which it it does kind of make sense I suppose. But at the end of the day, they, these guys did have history. Uh, therefore, uh, quite a while ago, in a fact that you could actually watch along with us in in the the Cheshire archives where Carlos and I uh, watched a. The first fight back, um, Marvin was adamant that he thought he won that fight, uh, which um, yeah, Carlton I didn't believe he did. Uh, and in this fight, it didn't seem like he learned many lessons from from that. I think the emotion of the situation got to him, uh, and he was essentially um, leg kicked and and just uh, manhandled. Uh, all the way through uh, five rounds by by Israel Adesanya, who's becoming one of the more dominant decision machines of of, uh, of UFC. So going for who I would uh, I would like Marvin Vittori to face, um, I think the uh, the the is on the wall for who Marvin has called out. He called out uh, Paulo Costa, uh, called him a drunk. Um, basically uh, alluding to the fact that uh, Costa used uh, being drunk as an excuse of, to why he was beaten by Israel Adesanya recently. There's, a, there's obviously a spanner in the works with that that he had Paolo Costa, he had a uh, Jared Cannonier as a as a potential uh, next fight, but um, Costa has um, he's basically dug his heels in about being paid correctly by the UFC he doesn't feel he's getting uh, paid what he's worth uh, and he's uh, essentially sitting out uh, and hoping for uh, a bigger pay packet from, from the UFC whether he's going to get it or not uh, who's to say, I mean we're talking about Dana White who is uh, willing to throw Derek Lewis in a title match rather than the the money fight of uh, John Bones Jones because he, he essentially doesn't want to pay Bones what Bones believes he's worth. So uh, for someone like Costa who's coming off a loss, 
Uh, I don't think he's got really that much bargaining power, but who's to say? And like I said at the beginning, this is fantasy booking almost. It's not about who uh, they they are going to get. It's about who I would like to see them fight. And I'd like to see Marvin Vittorian and uh, Paolo Costa go at it. And, and maybe uh, Marvin can, can get that fast track back to a title match if he can uh, put on a really good performance against uh, uh, Paolo Costa it might give him the impetus to to rule out the uh, the the lackluster performance he had against Israel in 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 this fight uh, and maybe move on to uh, to uh, bigger and better and hopefully more improvement uh, in a potential third match against Israel uh, when it comes to Israel himself, um, it's it's as clear as crystal where where uh, Israel goes next, and it's against uh, Bobby Knuckles. He's he's got to fight uh, Robert Whitaker Whitaker again. Uh, the person he took the title off, uh, Robert Whitaker, has has always been one of the biggest hitters in this division. Uh, had uh, issues with with uh, injuries, but you 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 can't fault. Uh, just how destructive this guy is as a fighter. He's just such a uh, a demolition machine. Um, just hits like a tank. Uh, former uh, champion, as as I mentioned, uh, was lost lost the title to his end. I'm sure that kind of sticks in his craw uh, a little bit. So um, yeah, I think it's it makes absolute sense to have. Um, Robert Whitaker be the next person for uh, Israel Adesanya. So just before um, we go into um, uh, some finances, I've uh, got to make sure we pay some bills. So um, it would be uh, it would be awesome if you guys could go over and check out uh, the chair shot on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, where you can pick up some uh, um, really cool design t-shirts. Hashtag journalism is one of my favourites. It's such a cool t-shirt, but uh, uh, you can get uh, um, themed ones around uh, uh, bandwagon nerds and and uh, the chair shot logo. So definitely go and check out uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash the chair shot uh, and check out uh, some of the um, some of those uh, products over there. And I'll catch you after this bunch of adverts promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc funny here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code ChairShot to save 10 percent that's angrylemonade.net are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5 $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So, welcome back to 
five rounds fallout and uh, in this segment I want to just go over some of the, the finances of UFC 263 uh, using data gathered by um, MMASalaries.com uh, who uh, do great work in uh, breaking down the 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 pay structure and uh, the the bonuses and 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 the salaries of, of UFC events. Um, so they have um, they have given a, a really interesting breakdown of of the the numbers coming out of the UFC. So um, first of all, let's cover the performance of the night bonuses. Uh, Brandon Moreno uh, picked up one, so he got a $50,000 bonus. Uh, and uh, Drew Dober and Brad Riddle got uh, $50,000 uh, for Fight of the Night. Um, and then there was another one awarded to Paul Craig for his uh, for the dislocation of Jamal Hill's arm. Uh, just goes to show if you... Uh, destroy your opponent um that you will get paid out i suppose um another thing to note that um stephen peterson was fined at 20 percent of his purse uh for missing weight uh which will then go to uh chase hooper um he he will uh he will get that on on top of his his um his fire and win uh pay so the total payout to the fighters, uh, including the the purse and the, the money for pay-per-view points, bonuses, and the uh, the the compliance pay, which is now Venom, uh, used to be Reebok. Uh, so essentially, for for wearing uh, the UFC uniform, was uh, just short of six million dollars, so five point seven nine million uh total paid out in uh by venom was $358,500 um just looking at some of uh of the the big hitters um there's three fighters who are head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of payout um so in third uh MMASalaries.com have Davison Figueredo who uh, has a base salary of 250000 uh in terms of uh, pay-per-view bars they've estimated that he'll get about 600000 uh and in terms of uh, the um, the compliance pay he'll get 42000 for being a, a champion going into a, a five round fight uh, so they estimate his payout will be about eight hundred and ninety-two thousand. Uh, in second spot is Nate Diaz, uh, who has a base of five hundred thousand. And again, with those pay-per-view bar numbers, they, they expect him to get around six hundred thousand in in a bonus for that. And then he got twenty-one thousand in compliance pay for a, a total payout of one point one two million. And the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, earner is obviously Israel Adesanya, whose uh, base pay is uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, again, with those uh, pay per view bonus points, which m- makes up a, a huge difference of six hundred thousand. And then sponsorship for being a champion going into a main event of forty two thousand. They expect him to come out of UFC two sixty three one point three nine million dollars. Uh, the richer. Uh, going down uh, the list a little bit more, you've got uh, the new flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno, uh, who they uh, 
they expect to come out with uh, 382,000 which is broke down by 32,000 for the uh, the uh, compliance for being a challenger in a title match then uh, 50,000 for the performance of, of the NAT award uh, and then a win bonus of um, 150,000 on top of his on top of his uh, standard base salary of 150,000 so he's uh uh, coming out um, $382,000 richer. Um, next one down, Leon Edwards. Um, they expect that he got a, a base uh, and win bonus of 90000 each, uh, and then with a sponsorship uh, bonus of 11000 uh by Venom. Um, he could be expected to pull 191,000 which uh still no chump change for for um for uh, one that's work i suppose uh another interesting one is marvin vittori the challenger in the main event uh challenging middleweight champion israel adesanya his base salary is a hundred thousand uh obviously didn't get a win bonus and only got the uh the the sponsorship bonus of being a challenger in a in a UFC title fight, so he pulled a hundred and thirty-two thousand, um, which is less than a tenth of what um, what Israel Adesanya uh, pulled, which is really really interesting. Uh, that that he he has such a low contract compared to to um, to Israel. So yeah, just thought there were some interesting figures. Uh, I'll be back next week uh, to break down uh, the, the UFC Vegas 29, the, the, the Fight Night card, headlined by Korean Zombie taking on Dan Age and the co-main event of Alexei Olenek versus Sergey Spivak. Um, but keep your ears tuned to uh, Chairshot Radio and all the content here on the Chairshot uh, Radio Network. They are uh, just putting out amazing content from day to day to day. The likes of Bandwagon Nerds, Pod of War, DWR, um, the, the Babyface Hill podcast. Um, you can listen to to five rounds, and um, I would really appreciate it if you checked out uh, a change in attitude. Um, uh, my new project with uh, two of my great buddies, uh, Tana and Ori, where we look back at the attitude era of WWE and uh, kind of uh, give our thoughts about it in a twenty twenty one style. Um, so yes, uh, whatever your taste in uh, in sports entertainment or sports entertainment, you keep your ears firmly attached to Chairshot Radio, where you must always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.